My headache won't go away. I get blurry vision. My balance is awful. I'm exhausted. We can all get these symptoms from time to time. But if you or a loved one notice you're getting a combination of them regularly, don't ignore it. They could be signs of a brain tumour. My headache won't go away. I get blurry vision. My balance is awful. I'm exhausted. To learn more about the common signs of a brain tumour, search Better Safe Than Tumour. Welcome to Let's Talk About Brain Tumours, the podcast where we'll be talking to people who've been affected by a brain tumour diagnosis, either their own diagnosis or the diagnosis of a loved one. We'll also be sharing news and updates from the Brain Tumour Charity about what we're doing to halve the harm and double survival. Hi everyone and welcome back to the podcast. My guest today is Amy and she's the Volunteer Development Manager at the Brain Tumour Charity. As part of the spotlight episode, we wanted to highlight the volunteering opportunities that are currently available and how you can get involved and support the charity. I had a really informative chat with Amy about the roles and the responsibilities of volunteers and how people can get involved. So let's get started with the episode. Can you tell us a bit about you and what your role is? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm the volunteer development manager at the charity. So I have the really lovely role of supporting and enabling lots of different volunteer activities that are happening across the charity. So I work with different teams to help both create new roles for volunteers to help support the team and also kind of put training in place for volunteers and and make sure that the volunteers we do have are really well supported and understand how their experience is. So it's a really varied role, but I absolutely love it. And I love getting to meet kind of people who are really passionate about making a difference. And what are some of the types of volunteering opportunities on offer at the charity at the moment? Yeah, so I guess in short, loads. So we're really fortunate to be kind of supported by about a thousand volunteers up and down the country who kind of get involved in a real variety of ways. And that kind of depends on the time they have available, their interests and and their experience. But um, I guess a majority of opportunities can be done kind of in people's local community in their region or or digitally from home and so I guess if people wanted to get involved in more short-term opportunities then we have things like our HeadSmart campaign so people can help to kind of raise awareness of that so it's an early diagnosis campaign which tries to reduce the diagnosis time of brain tumours and so volunteers have really helped us to to do that and to to halve the diagnosis time for children also things like attending an event with us so we have loads of events the charity organised but also that are going on like challenge events up and down the country so we we need volunteers to help us um, kind of get involved with those and make sure fundraisers have a brilliant time and help those events be a really great success and then even things like people sharing their story which can be a really powerful way of of raising awareness and then we have other roles which are kind of um, more long-term with a varying amount of commitment depending on people's kind of other priorities and things they've got going on so for example we've got volunteers in our support team who help to moderate our support Facebook pages and are the first port of call on our support line but also we've got volunteers who support uh, manage our social media kind of platforms and then kind of do research for different bits of fundraising teams and also help translate our research updates into um, kind of language that's accessible for everyone so there's a real kind of a variety I suppose and in addition to that we kind of try and create as many opportunities as we can for people to share their experience Um, so most people or a lot of people we know who come forward about volunteering have got a personal connection or reason to be supporting often because themselves or a loved one have been impacted by a brain tumour diagnosis so we want to help empower people to be able to use those experiences to kind of create change so we've got volunteering opportunities that enable people to do that as well so yeah and I think all these roles are equally kind of valuable to us to how small or short short term it all makes a real kind of difference to us the first time that I saw volunteering involved was 
about six months after my mother's death, when Emma uh, ran her first half marathon in Bath, uh, and she decided that she would fundraise for the charity. So on to the cheer point, um, where I met all the friendly volunteers uh, and friendly staff from the charity. And sort of from then onwards, um, we've looked for other events that we could volunteer at. The main thing is that everyone is really friendly, whether it's the charity staff and the other volunteers. And I think everybody has one thing in common. They either know somebody that's had a brain tumour or lost somebody, or they could be a sufferer themselves. I mean, it's quite a diverse group, but they've all got that one thing in common. So it's a bit like being part of a big family. Um, even though it's a family we'd probably rather not be part of, uh, so you've got, you can talk to people about your experiences, which often can be quite difficult to other people, even sort of friends and family. People don't really understand because they've not been uh, to the situation. So, you know, I would, anyone who's apprehensive about, you know, coming forward and volunteering, so just do it. And obviously with, with everything that's happened over the last year, everything's moved a bit more online. Is there opportunities for, currently for people to get involved if they online if they prefer? Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's been a real um, kind of as much as there's been so much uh, negativity and, and bad things that have happened as a result of the pandemic and of COVID, actually there's been lots of learnings from that as well. And I think in a way it's um, made us move more, more digitally and actually it means that we've got lots more opportunities now for people to get involved, I say online from home in a way that's really accessible. And, and we know for a lot of people actually going out into their communities and things isn't something they can do for various reasons and, or they've got lots of other commitments and actually they can only give a bit of time in the evenings around, you know, childcare and other stuff going on. So yeah, we want to kind of create opportunities that reflect as possible um so that's one one thing that we really kind of worked on i suppose over the last year or so and so i guess it's kind of it's helped identify an area that maybe reaches more people as well yeah absolutely absolutely and i think the more as an organization we're moving towards kind of involving our community more in the work that we do the more opportunities we're creating for people to yeah kind of get involved in different areas of our work and that really has an impact on you know on our community um more generally so yeah i think it's it's really brilliant and i think it's it's opened up um yeah volunteering to lots more people so i think that's really super my main involvement at present is as a volunteer in the charity's research activities I've been given the opportunity to join the management team of numerous research projects as a patient advocate. These include clinical trials of new drugs or new approaches to surgery or radiotherapy. The reward for me is the knowledge that my contribution, no matter how small, might prevent people in the future from suffering as my wife did from this disease. And you mentioned earlier a bit about developing new roles and things like that. I know that charity is quite quite keen on uh, skill sharing and and learning from volunteers so what's that all about yeah absolutely so I suppose while we have as I mentioned some of these kind of more fixed roles where we kind of put those things together we know we definitely need as an organization to support with we also recognize there are lots of people who um, have skills and they just think oh, I'm not sure they necessarily match with the role that the charity has you know at this time and because we're such a kind of fast-paced fast-moving organization there's lots of new things always going on actually for us it's really helpful to know about the skills that you know within our community and people who want to support in future so one way that we've kind of enabled that is that we've put together what we call a skills bank and that's um, for people to kind of let us know about a the kind of time um, they've got available but also the skills that they have and the experiences that they might want to share um, and then what we can do is as we're developing 
developing new pieces of work, new projects, we can actually look at that skills bank and say, hey, we've got lots of volunteers who want to help and we can kind of involve them in these ways and then we'll go out to those people. So um, we don't maybe don't know what that looks like when people come to us initially with those skills, but we can then kind of get back in touch and let them know as and when an opportunity comes up. So it's just a great way for us to make sure that people who haven't found an opportunity yet can kind of hear about what, what's happening at the charity and, and new ways they could support us. And if someone joins the charity in one area of, of work and of, of volunteering, do they have to stay within that area or can they help out elsewhere as well? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we definitely want volunteers to get involved in as many different ways as they would like to. So I think what's really nice about volunteering is that often it gives a better insight into different things that we're doing. And, and you can kind of hear about things maybe sooner or earlier because you're just getting more of an insight into what's happening at the charity. So, um, yeah, definitely we have volunteers who kind of get involved in one way and then find out about something else. And we really encourage that and support that. And, you know, uh, I just, yeah, absolutely let us know if there's, you know, if you're already doing one thing and you find out about something else, we definitely want people to get involved as much or as little as they'd like to. And so how do people get involved with, with the volunteering programmes at the charity? What's the first step? Yeah, absolutely. So I suppose uh, the first thing I'd say just to find out about the kind of current roles we've got available is to have a look on our website. So if you just search volunteering on our website, um, then we've got a page with lots of different opportunities and ways people can get involved. Um, but also I'd really encourage anyone who's kind of interested or just wants to learn a bit more to, to get in touch with uh, myself and, and the team at the charity. Um, and that will be by emailing volunteering at thebraintumorcharity.org, which I'm sure that you'll pop in some sort of show notes or something. Um, but yeah, I really encourage anyone who's interested just to get in touch and happy to have a conversation. And, and share a bit more about that amazing well it's been amazing to speak to you today amy so thank you oh thank you so much for having me it's been really lovely to chat a bit more about this during this episode you would have heard clips from some of our volunteers who shared their story and talked about what it's like to be a volunteer for the charity i'd like to take this opportunity on behalf of the charity to thank both jane holloway and peter buckle for sharing these insights because without their hard work and dedication the charity wouldn't be what it is today there are so many ways that you can get involved, as already discussed in this episode. To find out more, head over to thebraintumorcharity.org. For more information or to access the support line that the charity has, call 0808 800 000. That's 0808 800 0004. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss an episode. If you'd like more information, you can visit our website at thebraintumorcharity.org or email our support team at support at thebraintumorcharity.org. And finally, before you go, if you enjoyed this podcast, please can you leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts so we can reach more people and raise more awareness. and I work in the individual giving team at the Brain Tumor Charity. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you or a loved one have been diagnosed with a brain tumour and are worried about your finances, the Brain Tumor Charity's Benefits and Money Advice Clinic, run in partnership with Citizens Advice, is here to help you. Our expert advisors can help you access the financial support you're entitled to, as well as give advice on how to make the most of your money. To make an appointment with our Benefits and Money Advice Clinic, Visit our website at thebraintumorcharity.org slash money or call our support team on 0808 800 0004.